previously on Roll Gay Roleplay. How much is a room for one night? Just not even a whole night. I, I just need, I just need like four hours. How much is a four hour room? And I'm wheelbarrowing florals in there. We've got an hourly rate of five <laughs> silver an hour. We're used to hourly visitors. We don't ask questions in the Grey Hotel. Hint, 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 <laughs> elbow, elbow. Oh hint. my God. Can we just go to a nicer place for like a dinner or something? This is fine. This is fine for this is fine for what we need. Okay, I'll stay with him. Y'all can go have dinner. Just bring me something back. Florals doesn't need dinner. <laughs> Florals, who hasn't slept? Well, bring bring us both something back. Okay. We were told that there's a, a barrier around the fairy godmother's castle that turns people into me. Wait. Okay, I'm sorry. There's a barrier around, so you know where the fairy godmother lives? And they, it, there's a barrier that if you cross it, you turn into a ginger, half gingerbread person named Humphrey? Yeah, that's about the gist of it. Welcome to Roll Gay Roleplay, a real gay, real play D&D podcast. I'm Chris the DM, and my arm is on fire right now. <laughs> Actually, literally. Hi, I'm Katie, and uh, I play Cherry Chapo. Um, I'm waiting to dye my hair rainbow so I can just casually drop it into conversation as casually Chris drops his new tattoo. That's uh, what that comment was about, BT Dubs. I'm Brandon. I play Humphrey Evan After, and if you couldn't tell, I'm sick right now. Uh. <laughs> I'm Tisha, and I play Edith Wins Thereafter. And can fleas live on humans, or can they only live on animals, like with fur? People can People have fur. Can get fleas. What about a furry? That's how the bubonic. Can they live on you, though? I, I guess oh. you're you're a food source. Do you have fleas in your household right now, Tisha? Uh, well, I just treated my dog. So is this a vegan curious. thing? Are you trying to be like a home? Yeah, like, I mean, would oh it be vegan God. to kick the fleas off of me? Or do I just let them, like, live on you me if that happens? You do have to sacrifice yourself. Yes. Getting the bubonic plague is the <laughs> vegan thing to do. <laughs> so, hi. My name is Jonathan. I play Cleo. And last night uh, at my friend's going away party, we decided to have, um, to change up our name. So no longer Christian Girl Autumn, but City Girl Summer. And my new name is Kennedy Franklin. And my parents spend money on me because they don't want to spend time with me. So, yeah. <laughs> Living the dream. Wow. That was good. Speaking of living the dream, we have a question. <laughs> yeah. The question is, have you ever been to a strip club? I'll start. No. <laughs> but I have been to a bunch of burlesque shows. <laughs> I have only been to a strip club one time in my life. Shocking, I know. But when I was there, it was for my friend's bachelorette party and it was a man, it was a male strip club. And one of the bridesmaids got the guy to do a private thing. And so the matron of honor and the man of honor, me, we all went into like this private room and he was like, okay, like y'all can like smack my bum. So like the girls did it. And I was like, 
no I'm not going to and he was like just do it and then I forgot that I have like gross man strength so I like slapped the shit out of his ass and it was like this big ass handprint and I was like I was like I'm also drunk at this time so I was just like I'm, I looked at him I was like I'm sorry I, I told you no so um, he was like it's okay and then um, I saw him like go into the back room like after we all left he went to the back room and he came back out and he had like an ice pack on his butt <laughs> <laughs> Poor baby. Was, I'm hyperventilating. Oh man! And it's just like, what a traumatizing experience for me, you know? <laughs> yeah, really, you're the victim here. <laughs> you said no. <laughs> wow. So, oh my gosh, So I have been to a strip club two different times, and it's not really my like bag because. The strippers feel, I, I don't know, I guess I guess that when you go into a strip club, that's to be expected. You go in there and the strippers touch you. And that just really bothered me. Like I would just be standing there and somebody would come up, move my hair and like put their lips on my neck. And I, th- oh. and I think that's, I shouldn't be upset at that because I entered the strip club on my own volition and I know like that's the kind of, like, People go there for strippers to touch them or to dance for them and stuff like that. But so it's just not my bag. I, I just made me feel uncomfortable with my own personal yeah, space. I mean, I feel like there's different kinds of touch that are okay. Not right. putting your mouth on someone. <laughs> no. yeah. I mean, this is obviously pre-pandemic. Obviously. Because, yeah. you know, that, 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 that same conversation happens in like gay bars where like people are like, uh, why are you mad that people are touching you at a gay bar? It's a gay bar. And I'm like, no. You don't touch me. You keep your hands to your fucking self. Mm. So I imagine that's the same thing for a strip club. Like, you you strip and you dance on that pole, but keep your fucking hands off me. I don't. I don't know. I feel like it doesn't matter where you are. I don't know. Uh. This this can turn into something, and I'm gonna I'm gonna stay quiet. No, yeah, it's a it's a, it's one of those situations where you know, to me, I can't I can't like necessarily blame the person who did it because I also went there but then at the same time if it was somebody else complaining about it I'd be like no like that's your body even if you consistently go into a strip club right I don't know it's just like one of those weird situations and I'm not opposed to going to a strip club again for a special occasion for for a close friend you know because one of them was a going away thing with one of my buddies his wife had just died a couple months before and then he was moving and the other was my buddy just got back from afghanistan and that's where he wanted to go so special occasions i will go if that's what they want to do but it's not something Mm. i'd go to on my own same same i've only been to a strip club once and it was for a buddy's bachelor party and it was straight strip club so it was female dancers and he invited both me and mark which um, it makes us the only couple that went to this, which is a little weird. Like, okay. But so we went, and also Mark is gay as hell. So him going to this was for no no benefit to him. But we went into the club, and Mark at this point has never seen a vagina ever. And he gets there, sees a girl dancing on stage. We go to one of the tables, and he takes the chair and turns it completely around from where the stage is at. Oh no! Uh-uh. Yeah, he turns and faces the wall. The drama. Wow. That just is kind of rude, yeah. He did, yeah, he did it, and then he realized that there's a fucking mirror on the wall, so he still gets to see it. <laughs> he 
he was so uncomfortable like, the whole time. He just sat there and like, he's like, I'll get a drink. I'll be here and I'll admire the athletics that these girls are putting on. And then I went, is this your first time seeing a vagina? And he's like, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. That's the one. <laughs> I, yeah, because you might have different laws about how like undressed strippers can get. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's full nudity here. Certain areas, at least. Oh, I mean, I've been to several strip clubs, two of which were trans or intersex exclusively i guess the word is but those hit different that is those are full (laughs) nudity trust me but that's not what i want to talk about i want to talk about every year florida or orlando specifically has gay days and it's like a huge thing and people come from all over the u.s to go to gay days and there's always this event called porn star bingo and there's a bunch of porn stars that are like participating in this event where they walk around and judge the crowd while the host is calling out numbers and there's drag queen on the stage, et cetera, et cetera. So it's drag bingo, except when certain numbers come out, like I, 69, everyone goes, oh, mm-hmm. and then people take their clothes off. These, wow. these, these porn stars, it's, it's just the raunchiest, grossest. I've seen people poke dollar bills into assholes. Like it's, Ugh. it's gross. Oh, what? I'm into it. Holy wow. Shit. <laughs> But like, good for that, you know. I don't feel like that would be pleasant. I don't. Like dollar like bills are kind of rough. Yeah. yeah. Also, don't ever put money in your mouth because it might have been inside a porn star's asshole. Or just don't put money oh. in your mouth because it's been touching people's hands. You, like, <laughs> like, it's been touching strippers' you know. assholes. Yes. And then and people's then. asshole. <laughs> it's all, all money has been in assholes. It's important to know. Yeah. So that's the moral of the story today. <laughs> don't touch asshole money. Woof. I'm glad that all of our experiences are very different in strip club. I just want to say that my experience with burlesque shows has been amazing. And generally, the ones that I go to are like, okay, the first one I saw was at Comic-Con, so that should give you a pretty good indication. But like, they're mostly people who do it for themselves, right? And there is something that, I don't know, is really nice just to watch someone feel sexy about themselves on stage while also like undressing a cosplay, if that makes any sense. Like, I've been to ones where it is definitely not, like, for the male gaze, but that's how it Absolutely. feels, if that makes any sense. Mm. Like, they, 100%, you can f- be confident and feel yourself while doing this. But, like, there's the ones where it wasn't a profession. It was just someone who wanted to do this for, like, their spouse or for themselves. Like, it was every type of body. It was just some everyone from the local area. Like, it was just really nice to see. Mm. That's that. cool. Mm-hmm. I like that more, actually. Yeah. Right? Yeah, that's what I really enjoy. And sometimes the burlesque shows have live music, so that's, that's always really fun. fun. I got to go to a burlesque show. That's my next outing. I do. Yeah, I really encourage you all. There's a Halloween bar over here that did a, t- a Tim Burton-themed burlesque night for Halloween. It was so cool. Wow. Nice. That got all my attention. It was very interesting. <laughs> One of the people at the local shows plays a flute, and it's mermaid-themed. It's really fun. Cute. I love that. Yeah, they play a flute while doing a burlesque undressing. It's amazing. That difficult. does sound difficult. It's very impressive. It sounds whimsical. Very fun question. I don't know how to transition out of it. Transition is they are not going to a strip club because right. Cherry's 12. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, we've already made her drink and we... This is not a we. That's y'all already made her drink. And drag shows should be for children. Not some of the ones mm. I've been to. Okay, well, like... Maybe not all. <laughs> not all of them. Oh, my God. I just went to a drag show where um some queen called Piss Baby took out a staple gun, and whenever someone handed her a tip, she stapled it to her legs. 
Oh my god, oh, Brandon. How fucking cool is that? That's super dope, actually. She must have been That's Caucasian. Crazy. She definitely was. And she was from Tampa, so you know she's trapped. Hey. <laughs> Obviously, <laughs> piss baby. Oh, god. oh god, see, I mean, it's that a dollar right bill there. staple? Higher denomination I'd staple to me, but That's a lot I of think Piss Baby's looking to go on Dragula. Yeah, That's maybe fair. hey. Good job. Good luck, Piss Baby. Stapling shit to your body like you ain't got no fucking home train. That made no goddamn sense. That sounds why would you okay, you know what? To each their own. <laughs> to each their own. I'm a let go and let God. That's what I'm gonna do right now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that will take us into our episode. No strip clubs here, but are we just making that up? There's no strip clubs in the fairy world. <laughs> you know what? We haven't got, we haven't found one yet. At least, maybe we need a strip club in here. Do we? I don't. I don't think we do. This maybe new... the dragon lives in the strip club. Maybe. No, don't say that. <laughs> the dragon's that. like some fucking mafia don. The dragon's like slay. Just <laughs> these strippers. You're gonna tell me that Cream oh. Cave isn't a strip club? <laughs> Shut the fuck up. I have to go home. I thought it was a bathhouse. I don't feel safe here. <laughs> Do not make unnecessary journeys. <laughs> what are you talking about? This isn't a necessary journey you're on. It was yeah, your the idea. The whole dragon thing is not. I regret ever asking if there was one close. I regret telling you. <laughs> We're all in this together. Oh... So let's start where we left off. You were having your stew from Stew Pickles in the Grey Hotel. You were deciding between checking out the Fairy Godmother, going to the dragon, or doing something else. So you guys haven't decided last time. It ended in kind of a stalemate. So you guys take it from here. All right. So here's, listen, you know, uh, Humphrey, you're my brother. I love you. I don't know what we need to do about this Fairy Godmother, but I don't think killing her is the right thing. Uh, Thank you. I do think that we need to, you know, check out this dragon, make sure, you know, fulfill our promise to, you know, uh, sick Nibin over there. And and then our next highest priority, our, our top priority really is going to be taking care of you. But maybe this dragon over here can help us in some way. Give us some sort of stand in to actually talk to this fairy godmother to undo the curse that she did to you. Okay, well, let's just put a pin in murder, and we can come back to it later. <laughs> okay. Can I do, like, an insight check or something to see if I know if, like, the fairy godmother is important legally, or, like, is she unkillable, or... What is, Chris, what's the legal system you set up for this world? Yeah. What are the branches of government? <laughs> There's a king. We have established that it is a monarchy of some kind. So we have a king that is in like the middle of the country fairly far from you but still within walking distance or riding distance whatever legally what can you do about a fairy godmother well uh the king does like to punish people so there's that i don't know that you would know anything personally between the king and the fairy godmother though but you know the king is not always looking out for the people which was confirmed with your chat with the man at the bar oh, wow. or at the mm-hmm. stew shop. It, it sounds like to me like maybe the king is out to get the fairy godmother and the fairy godmother has put a curse around her place of living so that she cannot be murdered by the king. And you just happen to be in the crosshairs of all of this because you were trespassing when you weren't supposed to. Yeah, there's a lot of assumptions wow. going on. It's just, just a lot of male privilege just walking on places that don't belong to you and then <laughs> taking offense whenever someone's defending themselves. 
Um, no, yeah, it's fine. I, I appreciate your uh-huh. victim blaming. Can we move mm-hmm. to a different... <laughs> oh, victim blaming. Is that gaslighting a woman? Are you are you gaslighting the fairy godmother? Oh, uh, no, she's not here. So all I'm right. not gaslighting her. <laughs> I'm not uh, sure. All right. Are uh, you? So... <laughs> You know, e- even though even though Humphrey is half male, the other half of him is not is not a man. Okay, as you can see, they are a gingerbread person. So you know, maybe they have learned their lesson. But also, what kind of lesson are we trying to teach people that the land belongs to others? I you am know, so I'm, I'm gonna di- I digress. Can I digress. we get on a boat and get away from the land? I was gonna say, yeah. <laughs> I'm so floral. But- Spring. Florals and Spring takes a very obnoxiously long, loud as fuck sip from his tea and then says, well, I'm glad that we're all on the same page. Let's go find this boat and then let's make our way to the Black Dragon and see if we can convince them uh, to give us some of their precious ores so that we can help our sick neighbor. And then yeah, I put my okay. hand, I put my hand in the middle like, go team. <laughs> Love it. No, absolutely not. <laughs> I'm free walks away. <laughs> not a fucking. Edith. Edith Jerry puts her hand down. <laughs> it's covered in like crumbs and jam. Oh. <laughs> and then I say, oh, well, I'm free. We are doing this for your sore. I'm going to pretend like your hand is in here. And I say, I'm freezing it to her. And then I say, go team. Well, then you can exit the gray hotel and leave anthracite keep get back on the road yeah i'm assuming we're heading up to the docks which is north of the city that you're in right yeah Yeah. we're going to rose docks yeah rose docks is the name well then yeah you guys will walk up the road head towards the docks and uh while you're doing that everyone roll a perception check please perception (laughs) i have to roll with a disadvantage 13 i got a three Humphrey is just muttering to themselves under their breath, fuming. And <laughs> Florals rolled a 12, uh, still half exhausted. Um, as he's like looking out, he like falls on uh, Edith and then trips and then like stands straight up. He's like, oh, I'm, I'm fine. I'm fine. Everything's good, isn't it? Edith catches Florals without even looking because she rolled a 25 for, per- for perception. <laughs> And she's like completely zooming in all the way around their surroundings and just catches florals and then pops them right back up without even noticing. Awesome. Then we will say that you head north and you reach almost where the docks are at. So you'll reach the crossroads where the docks are to the right and you would be heading up north if you uh, went the other path. Edith, you can see up north at a fork in the road a little further up that your Frankfurter friend Frankie is walking from one area to another. He doesn't seem to be going your direction, but you see him passing through. If you'd like to say hi, you can. Otherwise, I'm just telling you that Frankie's heading now back to his home area. Yes. Can I run up to him? Yeah, for sure. Frankie will be walking by uh, singing I Saw the Sign by Ace of Bass. <laughs> How does that sound in Frankie's voice? Frankie, I saw the sign. Open up my eyes. I saw the sign. That's... I'm Frankie. <laughs> it's Frankie. biblical. I'm Frankie. <laughs> um, Cherry's going to run up and ask if you have seen, if if uh, Frankie delivered the letter to her mom. Oh, oh, hey, hey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did. I saw your mom. Uh, you didn't tell me she was full wolf. Could have let me know that she was a carnivore. Would have appreciated that. 
She says she's very good at listening, at not listening to her instincts. Yeah, that was scary for a second. But she's she's okay, and uh, she didn't uh, even notice you were missing. Okay, that's... <laughs> I'm sure that's just a joke. Yeah, she's yeah. She's going to go have a 12-year-old crisis about that afterwards. <laughs> she, she, she thought you were with your grandma, that's all. Okay, that's all. okay, okay. Yeah, and I will send her letters as I keep her updated. Thank you, Frankie. And she's going to put her hand forward to very formally shank Frankie's hand. Shank. Shank. Oh, you're going to stab him in the hand. Sorry, I, I did say shank. You did oh. say shank, and I was like, okay, okay. Shake his hand. Stabbed. <laughs> Take the hand. Mine now. Yeah, Frankie will hop up on his hind legs and shake your hand with his little mechanical hand. And he'll say, all right, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to head back home now and see Bird and, and a Mouse. So you guys heading this way, or what are you doing? We're headed to the docks. Did you see anything in the woods? They said that there's a monster in there. No, I didn't see anything. I get away with hiding and stuff. I'm little. I'm a little guy, so like a squirrel or something. Yeah, yeah. But I didn't see anything dangerous in the woods. I mean, I got through it pretty quickly since you know your mm. area, your your moon village. Uh, what do they call it around here? Aubergine. That's it. Yes. Yeah. Because uh, eggplants and the moon are related. Totally. Yes. <laughs> I put my eggplant in a full moon. Yeah. Okay. Oh. Do you ever see those little eggplants that look like eggs? That was a good fucking joke. Don't groan at that. It was, it was great. <laughs> I'm sorry, Cherry. What was your question? Oh, it's just uh, those little eggplants that look like eggs. They have little white eggplants. <laughs> they're called eggplants. Yeah, I didn't see nothing scary in the woods. I avoided anything I needed to avoid. Almost got bit by a dog again, but that's whenever I go out. A dog like me, or my mom, or a different type of dog? No, like one of the aggressive ones that don't turn into a human. Okay. Is there a big feral dog problem in fairy world? Thanks, Frankie. <laughs> when I'm around. Oh, my God. Almost so... sounded sexual, but it's more that I'm a tasty sausage. Terrible. <laughs> That's, I'm glad you're okay, you know, and escape the dog. Where are you heading again? Oh, I'm heading back to my home up in Violet Arbors. We are heading to go confront a black dragon. Oh, all right. You know, getting on the dock of the bay, heading over that way. Oh, you going to the docks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know who you should talk to over there. There's someone that can rent you the boats, but they also can uh, they can also talk to dead people. Uh, do they talk back? I mean, she says, I, didn't, I don't hear nothing, but she's kind of weird like that. But her name's Isabella. Isabella's who you're looking for. She's a, She's a little... Slithery looking, though. If you ain't seen a snake person before, it's real jarring. Oh, all right, well. So we'll ask for Isabella so we can rent a boat from her. But, okay, so here's our issue. We're really low on coin. <laughs> but we do really need to get over to that little island over there. Oh, well, I mean, I got some money. It's not on me. It's at my house. If you want to come, I can just loan it to you. Are we robbing Frankie? <laughs> We're not robbing if he's offering. Are you robbing me? Hold on. <laughs> some nice legs you got Now there. I'm reconsidering lending this. No, we are not robbing you. We would never. We would never rob you, Frankie, okay? We love you. We helped you get some, you know, appendages. We care about you. Yeah. You my fucking favorite legs. This is my concern. And I thought I brought it up earlier, but no one really listened. But we have no coin to offer to get across this water. Well, I feel like maybe <gasps> somebody in the mining business would offer us a boat to take care of their problem. Maybe. 
Actually, I just remembered something that I said in the last episode. Or someone did. Fares uh, for the boats are free to the end of the month. Because it used to be paid for by the Fairy World Kingdom. That was something that all of us could have so we could, you know, trade across the islands. But now the king decided we're going to pay for it at the end of the month. So no one's going to be traveling anymore. Especially with the fighting going on over at Cobalt. Okay, so it's free public transport? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It should be free. Just got to talk to Isabella. But at the end of the month, it's going to start charging, so. Capital. I guess you don't need to loan money from me. What? How many days are there left in the month? Twelve. What month is it in this fairy world? Is there a calendar somewhere we can look at? Oh, well, not in, not in the forest there isn't. Also, quick question. Did you already discuss the fighting in Cobalt? Uh, it was very brief. I think that... I think that Humphrey and Cherry learned that um, it's that there was some turmoil with the mining, that they're having trouble getting all of the collecting more ore. And I think that there is some workman safety issues going on. I think that's what was discussed. So there's workers that are not happy with their conditions. There's also some danger going on there. Okay. Frankie will say, all right, well, I'm not I'm not good at fighting dragons. So, like, I'm going to go back to home to see my friends. But I can say hi to gra- your grandma for you. Your grandma's from Violet Arbors, right? Right, Cherry? I'll say hi to her. Awesome. And also say hi to your bird and cat friend? Mouse. Bird and mouse. Yeah. Bird and mouse friend. that will be good to see him again. I hope they got water since I didn't get it when I went out because I got trapped in another world. They probably figured it out. It's fine. I mean, relatable. All right. Well, then I'm going to go if you're going to head to the docks. I'll, uh, yeah, come find me when uh, you're done. I wouldn't mind talking to you again and I can meet your grandma then. I'm going to shake Frankie's hand again. Cool. He's going to shake with all four hands at once. Oh, I hate it. Okay. <laughs> okay, bye. Good luck with the dragon. Thanks. Cool. Uh, yeah, so now you've had a little interaction with Frankie. You know your mom is okay now, Cherry. That's good. We just need to know about the dock master. Yeah, you're going to want to head to the docks. When you head there, there are quite a few buildings set up. Little shops, food stands. And there is one snake-looking woman, uh, Yuan-Ti, if we know the race. Uh, if you don't look it up, it's a really cool-looking race. She is surrounded in a shop that is completely veiled with, like, a little opening that you can see her through. Uh, like a little triangle opening in the tent. And there are bones hanging from everywhere in there. There's runes throughout. She's playing with a pack of tarot cards on her desk right now. And uh, without looking up, you can see her hand just kind of wave you over. And uh, Florosa Spring says, <clears throat> Oh, no, I love having my fortune told. Uh, hello, I'm Florosa Spring. Who are you? I am Isabella Valencroft. Or Isabella. Do you mind if I call you Izzy? Yes. Oh. Okay. Oh. Isabella. Okay, uh, Isabella. Well, I'm Florals in Spring, and these are my friends, Edith and Humphrey and Cherry Chapar. And we are trying to get to the uh, Cobalt City so that we can stop the dragon. But also, I see that you have tarot cards in your hand, and I wanted my tarot read. Please tell me my fortune. And I'm, like, sitting down in the chair already. Like, I wasn't asked to sit down, but I'm already there. <laughs> okay, that works. She looks up at you, and you see that one of her eyes is normal snake eye, and the other one is actually a spiral, a white and black spiral pupil. Okay. And she says, let me draw you a card. She flips three cards over. You see that there's a three of cups, a five of swords, and a hierophant. And she says, 
You are not the one I have a message for. It is the girl. And she points to Cherry. I backflip out of my seat and I land behind <laughs> Cherry. Roll with the dis- disadvantage. Um, I rolled a 15 and a natural one. So <laughs> so you knocked over the chair. I land gracefully behind Cherry. <laughs> oh, God. Two concussions in one day. Yeah, right? You know what? I'm done with this. You fall into Edith and Edith catches you. She rubs your cheek and says, oh, my dear little Captain Hottie Pants, you can't keep falling into me like this. And as she rubs your cheek, you feel awakened. You feel refreshed, a lot more energetic because she has used a spell on you. She has used greater restoration to cure one level of your tiredness. Ooh, isn't that a high level spell? It is. It's a level five spell. Thank you. Jesus. Wow. I'm getting real tired of this, though. (laughs) It's either she uses the spell or I end up getting us all killed. So I say, um, well, I feel just about downright rejuvenated. Uh, Cherry, Isabella, and she doesn't want to be called Izzy, so don't call her Izzy, but Isabella Valencroft wants you to sit down in the chair so that she can tell you your future. It's all about your honey. Cherry is both very excited and very scared. Like, going to the fair for the first time. Mm. She's going to sit down. Let me see your hand, darling. Is Isabella Valencroft Eartha Kit? I thought he was heading the, towards uh, the, the, the the lady from, oh, I was thinking Incredible. Edna Mole. Edna. I was thinking Valentino Versace. You know what it is? I'm doing too many Drag Race Snatch games at once. <laughs> I wasn't told Eartha Kit. It was told to be a, like, a little snake. And there's something about that that I feel Eartha Kit kind of vibes with. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was getting, yeah, I get so that. So that's where I was going with it. So we'll see. Darling, that was the only. That was the giveaway for me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Cherry, will you give her your hand? Yes. <laughs> that's good. Okay. <laughs> Don't laugh like that. No, it wasn't, it wasn't bad. I just liked your hesitation in it. So she will take your hand and say... The place that you are going has something very special for you. Look behind the eggs. Is it a horse? Is it a pony? Does anyone else know of horse eggs? Pony (laughs) eggs. Uh, We're not from this world, so we're not entirely sure. Oh, wait, she is from this world. She should go. (laughs) (laughs) You need a boat, yes? Yes. And you need it to go fight a dragon. (gasps) How did you know? The bones told me. Can you tell me anything else? Uh, Yeah, she takes a jar from underneath her desk, and it's a a jar of just teeth, and she shakes it in her ear really quick. And then puts it back down and says... If you are going into battle, make sure you have all of your spell slots available. You'll need it. <laughs> Thank you so much. And she's going to shake um, Isabella's hand, but with a different hand than that she used to shake Frankie. But, okay. <laughs> to keep it separate? Okay. What if it's not a, a battle so much as it is? One party standing their ground and protecting the land they own. I would still prepare to not die. Okay, good to know. 
but this can end without violence, if you so choose. Florals in Spring gives a big-ass, very obvious, like, stare down at Humphrey on those words. Are we... is... so that message was just for her. We're not in danger. She's in danger. (laughs) With where you are going, one of you can benefit greatly. I see it is the girl. Okay. Oh, Cherry, this is your awakening. Yes. It's a and happy quinceanera. Actually, I'm Jewish. Jewish? Also, that's not a Jewish thing. I'm going to have my bar mitzvah. No, I'm going to have my bat mitzvah. <laughs> happy quinceanera. I'm not Jewish. Uh, there's a lot Jewish. to unpack here. I totally missed that. Before we go into unpacking that, I've got some unpacking of my own to do in today's Gay Agenda. Welcome to the Gay Agenda, the part in our show where we thank our newest patrons and talk about any updates we have on the show. First, of course, thanking our newest patrons, so thank you, Jane, for joining our Patreon. Hope you enjoy all the episodes and everything fun we have on there for you. If you would like to check out our Patreon, go to patreon.com backslash rollgayroleplay. You can also check out our website, rollgayroleplay.com, if you want links to our social media, to our Discord, to our shop. And before we get back to Isabella Valencroft, I need to thank the Patreon member who created this character. So thank you, Will, for creating this character. As a pickle of our eye, you get to create an NPC for our campaign. And also, as a pickle of our eye, you get a birthday shout-out. And Will, it's also you today. So happy birthday as well. Happy Happy birthday. birthday! I don't know that what I'm doing is a snake accent, but I'd say I'm doing something with her at least. No, this was another fun NPC that I got to play, and I really appreciate you coming up with it. So let's actually get back to Isabella and find out what else she can tell our crew before they leave. She will look at you, Cookie. Your bounty is the furthest away. Okay, great. Because I seem to be the only one here that's on a time clock, but that's cool. (laughs) Yes. Do you want a boat? Yeah, yeah, thank you so much. We really, I appreciate you cutting to the chase. We would like a boat. Have any of you sailed before? No. Would you like to purchase insurance on the boat? So it doesn't come back damaged and you have to pay for it? Nah, it'll be fine. I think we'll be fine. <laughs> and I lean over to Edith and I go, insurance is always a scam. Are you guys, like, super destructive? I mean, that's true. Well, here is a boat for the four of you. Assuming you don't need a captain. Is this, like, an an additional add-on? Do we need to rent a captain? Yes. Is it you? Can you just tell us what all the fees are instead of this? The boat is free (laughs) if you can sail it. Otherwise, captain fee, docking fee, undocking fee, untying the knot fee, (laughs) party boat fee. Is any of your names John? Uh, uh, No. No. Mine. That's another fee. God damn it. (laughs) Damn it. It's our John fee. Wait, shouldn't you, uh, can't you tell what our names are? Are you, also, can't you tell if we're going to damage the boat? Yes. So, so can you just Which... tell us if we're going to damage this fucking boat? Yes. I feel like she's lying to us to get an extra fee. 
Maybe... Would you like to shake up the bones? Those are teeth. <laughs> bones are teeth? Teeth are bones? It's <laughs> a hot dog a taco. <laughs> bones are teeth. <laughs> okay, if you can sail your own boat, here's the keys. Is anybody, like, proficient with vehicles or boats or sailing or... No. I'm nothing saying you can't try and sail. I have a lot of written knowledge about boats, probably. <laughs> well, so I know about I know about how to drive a boat in theory, not in practice. Hey, best way to learn. Uh... Edith is going to ask Cherry. Hey, Cherry, I know you're from here. Have you ever met anyone who said, "Listen, just because this is why I wouldn't do it because just because." Have you ever met anyone like that? That knows how to drive a boat? Well, (laughs) more like someone who just says things just because I can. I'm trying to find people of my faith. You know, I'm doing this just because. Honestly, just the hot dog. Just the hot dog. Okay, just Frankie. Do you share a a religion with that hot dog? (laughs) I think I do. I think I may share a religion with Frankie. Do you think he could drive a boat? He just got arms. <laughs> Do I think a hot dog could drive a boat with... I mean, you could try and ask him. There's a town nearby if you need someone to to go get a boat. It is the same town that your grandma's in, so... Up to you. Can my, dra- can my grandma drive a boat? Ooh, can she? Maybe. Oh. Listen, Isabella... None of us can drive a boat. Do you know anyone that could do it for us for free? What else do you have? I already gave everything I have away. <laughs> Let's see. Listening, listen, <laughs> everything I have, I've given away. I have an arrow that if you shoot it, it turns into a bird. No, sparrows. Fucking sick. I agree, they're pretty fucking sick. <laughs> <laughs> the bird doesn't even come back. Okay, here's what I can do. I have this super cute backpack. It's the pink pleather backpack from Anamique's house. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's right. No one has anything like this here. And it's full of like dangly chains and shit. Like all this random crap that wouldn't be in the fairy world because it's not important wasting magic on it. You know what I mean? It's pretty good. Why don't don't you you roll me uh, persuasion on that one? Come on, come on, come on. Big money. A 13? Oh, I think that there's, I think that Isabel is at least interested in the bag now. Does anyone else have any other backpacks? Well, here, what I can do, and Edith just <gasps> does it. She uses her hymn of compassion and she transfers five of her own HP to Isabella. Ooh. Intense. Yeah. Wait, like permanently? No, just five. Yeah. HP. I don't know. Is it permanent? Transfer any of my HP. I guess that's DM discretion at this point. I mean, I don't think you have a permanent loss of HP. I just think you lose it for now. What spell is it? It's not a spell. It's a magic item that I got last episode. Yeah. The Hymn of Compassion. Because it's the same thing as like inflict wounds. If you were to inflict wounds, you would get those hit points added to your hit points. You wouldn't get permanent extra hit points from it. Okay. So we'll work it the same way, opposite. Then I think between the bag 
and the show of uh, close to necromancy, a little reverse of necromancy, I guess, but you've impressed her at least. And she'll say, yes, the bag and the gift. I will take you on my boat. Its name is Sassafras Cheeks. <laughs> okay. <laughs> she sounds so seaworthy. Yes. Wait, why is there a big crack in the side of this boat? <laughs> <laughs> For the clapping. Bop, 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 bop. Hit the waves. What, every time it hits like a wake, <laughs> does it ass clap? Yes. <laughs> and I'm talking, this boat is thick. Yeah, so Isabella is willing to take you on a boat. You can get on the sassafras cheeks, that thick, thick boat. Uh, is there anything else you need to do before you leave the big island to head to the smaller one? I am hiding my little rat boys, Hickory, Dickory, and Doc, oh, that's... away from sassafras, just because I know that snake's like mm. rats. Yeah, that's fair. But every night, I make sure to spend at least an hour kissing and tickling and playing with my rats. <laughs> so adorable. I know. All right. Uh, okay. Well, then we have hopped aboard the ship, Sassafras Cheeks, and heading. Now, where ex... where do you want to head on the map? Because you've got two places in that southern island that you can, well, technically three places you can go, but. Also a million baby islands in between. Yes. I mean, honestly, I think that we should go straight for Cobalt City. Doesn't the dragon live in the steeple at the south? Or the cove, Mint Cove? Yeah. Dragon lives in the Mint Cove. And what if we can get something from Cobalt City to, like, help us gain favor of the dragon? Okay. Tisha, what do you think? Edith is not going to care whatsoever. Uh (laughs) I personally think that we should head straight to the dragon, but I don't. I think Edith is just going to go along for the ride at this point because we kind of want to do something with the dragon to be able to figure out what's going on i'm not sure edith will be up for whatever maybe we can figure out what's going on in the city and then approach the dragon to fix it in a diplomatic way or just approach the dragon and let them know that they're affecting people all over this realm absolutely that's what i was thinking so yeah i think humphrey's also along for whatever but he's pouty about it because he doesn't even want to be here they wanted to go right to the fairy godmother yeah, so I say, okay, well, Isabella, we are going to go to Cobalt City to make sure that the people that live in Cobalt City are okay. Okay, we shall go to Cobalt City. And she takes off, cheeks clapping on the water as you go. Um, after she leaves the wake zone, she picks up some speed and she'll say, hold on, and jerk left. She is a drifting speed demon on this boat. Loving it in the water. Not something you've expected from this slow, uh, sciatic pain complaining. You want tea? I love this. Humphrey's cookie side is very seasick. And it's just throwing up icing all over the boat. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, gross. Yes, sweet semen. I love it. Aww. Uh. I eat a lot of pineapple. (laughs) Are you puke coming on the cheeks? Jesus. I'm on the so cheeks. mad. Oh my god. I don't want to hear squishy slaps. <laughs> okay, so let's continue the story. I'm so happy I came back, y'all. Is that, is that a come joke? So Humphrey is seasick. He's throwing up on the claps on the cheeks of the boat. And he eats a lot of pineapple. So his vomit is sweet. <laughs> That's almost 
Rhymes. That's where we're at, Katie. I don't know what to tell you. That's okay. where we're at. It's just... <laughs> that's everything that's happened. No one's happy. <laughs> Except for Brandon. Brandon is actually extremely excited. You can't tell by his voice, but he is. So we'll we'll have you make your way to Cobalt City as Isabella docks. She'll say, I have some things to pick up here anyway. If you're done in a couple hours, I'll drive you back. Otherwise, you'll have to hitch a ride elsewhere. Wait, didn't we pay for you to... What's... One way. What That was not clarified. It's all right. We'll deal with it when we burn that bridge. We'll, we'll cross that bridge when uh, we burn it. What is your name again, Cookie? Um, my name's Humphrey Evan after. I have a Humphrey tax now. Okay. It's fucking... <laughs> you know what? We really appreciate you. And we will try to be back within two hours. But I understand if you cannot wait for us. Yes. Thank you. Also, be safe. It is dangerous sometimes here. If you have any information for us, we would appreciate it. Buddy here, my good friend Florals, they're taking up some information on this area. So they have a book and everything. Well, hang on. There might be an information fee. Are we? (laughs) Do you have to pay for that? This I will give for free. Did you say free or fee? (laughs) You almost got me. Not to you, though. (laughs) Humphrey, buddy. Bubba. Bubba. Let's walk over this way and let florals (laughs) talk to the nice lady. Hello, Eric. Isabella will tell you that Cobalt City is in turmoil because... Uh, the miners feel that they are in dangerous situations and they don't want to continue to mine uh, since they've been attacked recently. However, the higher-ups at Cobalt City demand the workers continue to work and put their lives on the line because that's what you should do. Put the company first. Okay, TikTok. Cherry's going to spit and say capitalism. <laughs> nice. We are in a monarchy. And I mean, how do you get to be a monarch but by exploiting exploiting workers so i'm not surprised not wrong when you go into cobalt city you can see it is it's definitely a mining town there are certain separate mining companies but they all have the same kind of look to them like uh king tbd's mining co and mining by king tbd Mm -hmm. okay so maybe a little bit of a monopoly on on mining happening here you said king tbd Yes, because it's to be determined what his name is. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Edith is going to write up some papers to get people to join her religion. It's going to say, we are an anarcho-syndicalist commune. We take turns to act as sort of an executive officer for the week. Please join our religion if it's what you want to do, because here you do what you want because you can. So do whatever you want. They accept all kinds, like hot dogs. Yeah, she's basically Dennis from Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Okay. The peasant. Okay. Uh, Florals in the Spring is just writing down notes. Can I make a roll to see if, like, if I've ever been here before or anything? Yeah, for sure. Okay. I mean, I think you would know whether you've been there or not. I'm going to say you haven't been here. You've traveled most of the mainland, but this island has kind of been off limits to you okay. for a while. All right, so then definitely for sure, though, I'm that I'm writing everything now that I see in, like, drawing. Yeah, super cool. 
you can also tell in the town that they've been clearly mining outward from it. Yeah, to the east and to the south of the town, there's big mountain ranges that they've been clearly clearing back and carving into to try and mine more and more. As you look in through the town, you can see that there is a long mining area going south. So there's a direction that they're heading with it. They're clearly found something in some area uh, they're moving towards. But there's also a protest going on in the middle of the town. A bunch of miners are there screaming about their wages and demanding better treatment and more safe passage because uh, there's also pictures of five different miners' faces up there, kind of like a vigil trying to coerce the mining companies to stop being such assholes. Are there names under the faces? Oh, yeah. All the names are under the faces. Absolutely. And of course, they're all colors, just like everything else in this town, right? What are their names? Oh, <laughs> uh, oh, Cream Cave is so fucking good, though. You know what I mean? Cream Cave. Yeah, that's up in the top left area. Yeah, we're not going um, there. Yes, so there is a Jack Black, a Jack White. A Jack Off. <laughs> oh, there's a there's a White Out. Jack Off White. And then there's a Brown Cow Realness. Black Out, White Out, Jack Black, Jack White, Brown Cow. Those are the five miners that have not made it back from the most recent mining endeavor. Uh, Flores and Spring writes their names down. Um, yeah, so you can, while you're listening to this protest, while you're hearing what they have to say, there is definitely a mention of a dragon that happens and how we couldn't mine any further because these men have been killed by that dragon and we need the dragon taken care of for us to mine or we need safer mining passage. Change where we mine or get rid of the dragon. That's basically the demands that you're hearing from this mining group is that they want to be able to safely mine and be taken care of and right now they can't. Mm. Mm-hmm. That sounds really reasonable. Yeah. I mean, I would want to work in a safe environment, right? That makes sense. Right. Mm. Um, so, yeah, that's what you've learned about uh, the turmoil in Cobalt City is that these miners are getting killed because they're mining just a little bit too close to a dragon. And the company isn't really doing anything or the companies aren't really doing anything about it and expecting them to continue to mine. So now there is a protest. There is a standoff. No mining is being done until something is done. Well, do we want to go talk to the workers or do we want to go talk to the, you know, bourgeoisie that's in charge of this thing? Because we can solve the problem by going and talking to this dragon or killing the dragon either way. But which group, which group do we want to appease? Who's going to have more information about the fairy godmother? Uh, Are sorry. I do believe that we should probably talk to the townsfolk first and the workers because, you know, we should always help out the oppressed many. Some of them are weary of the working conditions and they probably have ran into the black dragon themselves or had occasions of it. So we should definitely talk to the workers. (laughs) Okay. So, Sugar Plum, my main goal here is to get information about the fairy godmother. And so that way we can help my brother Humphrey here. You think that the workers are going to have more pertinent information about fairy godmother if we help them out? Or absolutely. More sway over fairy godmother? I feel like the 1% might uh, more closely associate and or only care about other people other people kind of in their same tax bracket all right then let's talk to the workers let's find the head 
of, well, I assume they're unionized, yeah? Of course. Okay. Let's find the head of the union and have a conversation with them. Help them solve their dragon problem. Love it. Uh, so then here's what can happen. There is someone on stage that is just about to be finishing their speech. As he's finishing his speech, he's talking about how he's going to be going into there and talking to the bosses and making their demands. And he's not going to come out until he has answers. Yeah, he comes off the stage. And if you guys want to be standing there to talk to him, that's fine. Oh, that's too funny. I did a random name generator. And the first thing that came up was Big Papa. I already used it. Damn. What Who was Big Papa? <laughs> Big Papa owns Big Papa's Tacos. Oh, yeah. Duh. Mm, it's important. Yep. Wow, that's a game name and not a person name. Phantom of Truth. Oh. <laughs> that could be someone's name. It could be someone's name. But we're going to call this guy. Hi, my name's Fanny. That's short for Phantom <laughs> of Truth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. And so the man on the stage will say, I'm going in there, talking to the bosses. And I'm not coming out until we got answers, or my name ain't Dickie Jensen. The crowd erupts. Hey, Dickie! Hey! Thank you. That was my impression of the crowd, sorry. I appreciate you always being the crowd for me. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I think that before Dickie goes in to talk to the bosses, he can talk to you. But why don't we pick that up on the next episode of Roll Game Role Playing? Awesome. You're now in Cobalt City. You know that there is a black dragon, oh, very close by and directly south of you, Humphrey, so. Okay, Humphrey sits straight up after vomiting all over the cheeks of the boat and goes, <laughs> Oh, God. A, dra- a dra- dragon six, uh, six miles south. <laughs> <laughs> Great. That is definitely where we're going to end that episode. Yeah, we'll find out next time how we deal with the dragon and if we can get the mining back to working in Cobalt City. Till then, I am Chris the DM. You can find me on all social media at Chris Drinks Lemonade and on Twitter as Chris the DM. I'm Tisha. You can find me on Instagram at the number one Tish, the number one. Send me cute animal pictures. Mm. Yes. I'm Brandon. You can find me at Blue Cotton Candy Cosplay on TikTok. Hi, I'm Katie, and I still am not on social media because the last time it was mentioned, I was followed by a woman in a shopper's drug mart. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, uh, I'm her. Jonathan. I play Florals in Spring, and you can find me on TikTok at Groundbreaking33 and Instagram at Eugene underscore J90. Thank you again for listening to Roll Gay Roleplay. See you next week. Bye. 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 An RGRP LLC production. Music by Joe Barsanti.